Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. We are in part three of a series that we are calling This Is Home. It has been our invite to the city and to the region of really to come home to, to church and to their faith and really been describing who we are as a church and some values we have that I hope are making are being made values in your life also. And if you missed them in week one, you can always go back and watch the message online. But let me give you the values. They're right there at the top of your notes. And it's simply this, that Jesus is our answer. That was last week's message. If you missed it, check it out on YouTube. The Bible is our foundation. Community is our commitment. Worship is our lifestyle. People are our pursuit. And that kind of shapes who we are as a church. So we're preaching messages off of those. It's been a lot of fun. And I just want to say this next Sunday. Say next Sunday. Next Sunday is our eight-year anniversary as a church. What God has done has been amazing. And so I have a huge announcement for next Sunday that I cannot wait to give you guys. So make sure you're here for it. Um, I, I've got, we got an incredible service, a lot of fun things happening, but um, I'm really pumped about that. And if you are new and you want to get connected here at Radiant Church, today's the day because the, the connect the next steps process is happening right after all of our services. So make sure you jump into that. Don't run off. We'll take care of your kids. We'll feed you. We want you to make sure you have a great experience getting connected with what God's doing here at the church. But we are a note-taking church. So take out those notes. You got them when you came in or you can follow along on your app. If you're taking notes, write down the title of today's message. If you're not taking notes, Write down the title of today's message. It'll help you out. And it's simply this, that the Bible is our foundation. The Bible is our foundation. And, and maybe you want to take that word our out and you can put my foundation. I want to help you to establish your life in such a way that no matter what comes in your life, you can have a foundation to build your life off of. Um, I, at 18 years old, I graduated from high school. And so my parents let me go on a high school senior trip. So a group from the local junior college, we're going to go and tour around Italy for three weeks. So my parents asked if I wanted to go. I was all excited. Some of my friends were going. So I remember touring around. It's like a little humble brag. Like, I got to do that. It was really fun. And so not the best thing for a kid who is trying to stay, you know, like holy and live right before God to tour around with some crazy college students in Italy. But... I did well, and I remember the day that um, I traveled, and I saw something that really kind of blew me away, and if you've ever seen it, you know what I'm talking about, because it's like a modern marvel that's out there, built almost 900 years ago, and it's the Tower of Pisa, the Tower of Pisa. The Tower of Pisa was built in 1176. It was started, and it took about 200 plus years to complete. Now, our South Tampa location is under construction right now. By God's grace, it'll be done soon. We're opening up the lobby and creating some big, some major kids' space. It takes a little bit of time. It's taken about three months, and I'm over this construction process. This has been 200 years to build this thing. And the reason it took 200 years is because they started it, and they built it up, and they got about a third of the way up, and they were standing on it, and they realized, <laughs> this thing's sideways. Come on, how many have waken up one day and go, man, my life is sideways at times? We've all had those moments, right? 
And, and so they did what so many people would do, which probably what you would do also, is they said, you know what, let's not fix this. We'll wait 100 years and let somebody else fix it. So they all died. Another group grew up and said, well, we got to keep building this thing. So they started building it a little bit more, and they built it almost to the top, and they realized this thing's even leaning even more. Now it's about two degrees leaning in. And, and they realize every year they look at it, it's leaning a little bit more and a little bit more. So then the last group got involved in it and decided, you know what, we can fix the solution. And if you look at it, you can see the problem where it leans all the way up and then it gets to the top little rung, do you see? And it goes straight up. And that's because one group was like, I got the solution. <laughs> I'm going to make it look like it's straight up right now. And it goes right up in that area. The top of it is 185 feet on one end and 182 feet on the other end because you're leaning the whole way like this. So what created the lean? Do you see the problem with the, the Tower of Pisa is that it was created to look beautiful from the ground up and nobody thought, what's going on below the surface? Can I get some attention today? Listen, across all locations, I wanna talk to you today about what's going on below the surface in your life. What is that thing that's grounding you? What they didn't realize is that the soil underneath it needed a special foundation that if it wasn't solid, it would continue to lean. And now, for 900 years, it's continued to fall. Now it's at five degrees in a lean. And finally, in 1990, little fact for you guys today, they shut it down because it was leaning at such a rate every single year that they were going, it's eventually going to collapse. It's going to collapse. So what they did is they shut it down, and finally, some engineers got around and said, if we're going to deal with a problem, we got to deal with a foundation. And they went into the soil, and they injected concrete into the soil to where now it is so stable that they say it should last another 100 years. <laughs> Come on, how many know I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very careful who I go to the top of that building with, right? <laughs> You better not eat any of that Italian food before going to the top of that thing. We are not going to collapse this thing. The, why? The issue was the foundation. Write it down in your notes this way because you have to understand that the foundation is the most important part of any building. And the problem with it is nobody celebrates the foundation. You don't walk into the facility you're in today and go, wow, this is a great foundation that holds up this building. But how many know if it didn't have it, it wouldn't survive. You wouldn't be able to experience all that, it ha that you have in that building if it wasn't solid underneath. And it's the same for your life. Reminds me of another building that I think is one of the coolest buildings in the world. I was able to go to the top of it just a few years ago. A little humble brag right there. But uh, it's called the, the Burj Khalifa. It's in Dubai. And if you've not seen this building, it's 2,700 feet tall. That is a tall building right there. And at the very top of it, you can go up and you can see this big, uh, see the whole uh, kind of like Middle East there. It's beautiful. It's the most incredible building. But what you don't see about the Burj Khalifa, it's not what's going up. You don't see what is going down. What is going down is 164 feet below the surface is this bedrock in earth. And they said, if we're going to build it tall, we got to first go deep. And what they did is they created 192 foundation piles, each of them with a five-foot diameter with a 12-foot thick slab at the bottom so that they can go up if they first go 
deep. And everybody that I meet wants to be displayed, but very few people want to work on their depth. And I want to help some people today because a lot of you are building a life that looks great, but a storm comes and you're the first to go. Struggles come and you're the first to collapse. We're in a social media culture where we're more interested in building followers than we are building a foundation. And here's the issue with that, because followers might get you likes, but it's a foundation that'll give you longevity. And I want to help build a church in Tampa Bay that it's not just about building some likes where everybody goes, oh, how cool it is what God's doing there. No, I want to build a church with a little bit of longevity, a little bit of strength, a little bit of, of, of fortitude that no matter what comes our way, we can withstand it because we got our foundation correct. Can I hear a good amen today, church? Write it on your notes this way because your foundation determines the stability and the sustainability of your life. Because eventually, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be shaken up eventually. And if it didn't happen in 2020 and 2021, then you are one of the few people on the planet that did not get shaken up in their life. But how do you do? How do you deal when life throws you curveballs? When there is collapses in the market and your candidate doesn't win and there's strife in your family and there's issues in your marriage. How do you deal with that? Because if you're one of those people that collapse every time there's a storm, then I would say your problem is stop worrying about what everybody sees about you and start worrying about what is under the surface and the foundation that's in your life. Because here's why, write it down your notes, because a faulty foundation, it won't be exposed immediately. How many know it will be exposed eventually? It will be. And, and I wish and I hope and I pray that the worst of all of this chaos we've all been through for 18 months is coming to a close. But the reality is, is that life is still going to throw you some things that are going to be major storms in your life. So I want to teach you today for a few minutes. You're in here on a holiday weekend at Radiant Church. Maybe you're watching this message years into the future. And, and you're watching this, and I want to help give you a solid foundation for you to build your life on. Because what do we do? Do we build our life on, man, well, I go to church once in a while, and got a little religion in my life. I'm married to someone that's pretty good. I guess that'll help me. None of those things are what you are called to build your life on. The Bible's very clear about what it is. If you have your Bibles, open it up, Matthew chapter 7. And I'm going to show you what we're called to build our life on. Matthew 7, verse 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, this is Jesus talking, and puts them into practice is like a wise man or woman who built his or her house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the, say it loud, rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man or woman, who built his house on the sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. That is some of your life over the last 18 months. It's been described as great crash after crash after crash. Why? Because what you had built your life on could not sustain the storm that's out there. So what we have to do is we have to get something in our life that is stronger than the storm that's coming our way. 
So what do we get? Write it down in your notes. Here's what I believe today based on that passage, because I ask people all the time, what's the rock we build our life on? They all say, Jesus. And the answer is wrong. You're like, this church, if you're visiting, you're like, this church is a cult. Like, what are they telling me Jesus isn't the answer? In that passage, Jesus is not the answer. What is the answer that we build our life on? Write it down in your notes. The, o- the Bible is the only foundation worth building your life on. It's it. How do you withstand what this world is going to throw at you? You have to get the foundation of God's word in your life. So I'm going to challenge you. It might sound a little old school today. It might sound a little bit something like your, your grandfather might be teaching you for years and you're going, well, I don't want to hear that anymore. I've got to be a friend. I've got to be a pastor that says to you, listen, we are, we are so experience rich and biblically poor in our life today. And that's why we fall so quickly. It's because we are so influenced by what the world says and so um, ignorant of what God says, we don't know what to believe anymore. And it's the reason that so many people have identity issues and struggles and they don't know what to say because you haven't built your life on something that is sustained thousands of years and it can sustain your life. And it's so important that we build our life on something bigger than ourselves or our group or our friends because they'll all fail you. And and here's what. The enemy, none of this is in your notes. Let me just give you this for for extra here. The enemy has two tactics against your life when it comes to God's word. And I promise you these are true. He either wants to distract you and make you so busy that you don't get to God's word. We're going to resolve that today. Or here's the second one is he wants you to have doubt that God's word, word is true. So it's always distractions or doubt. Distractions or doubt. Help me, it's always what? Or? That's always the case. It's always one of the two. So let's uh, attack both of them today. One of them, let me just show it to you this way. The doubt thing you have to get over real quick because it's one of those things, if you doubt it, you won't ever dive into it. And you get, that's why it's a faith move. But I really believe, as I've studied God's word now 20 years, strong going into God's word, try to read through it every single year, I really believe that the Bible is the best thing you can build your life on. I met with a young entrepreneur in our church today, newer Christian. He was asking me some questions about, man, how do, I, how do I withstand like even temptation and struggles in this world? And I told him, I said, the only thing that's got me through it all is the foundation I built my life on daily time in God's word. Every single day. And I believe it's something that'll change your life. Write it on your notes this way. Let me help you overcome the doubt because the Bible was written over a span of 1,500 years. Think about this. By more than 40 authors spanning three continents, and yet is perfectly accurate. This is unheard of and impossible unless God was involved in it. So we can see that throughout this whole thing that God was orchestrating this book. Here's what you can write down. Ready? The Bible is accurate archaeologically, geographically. In other words, like the, the places in the Bible actually existed historically so they're actually historical things that actually happen systematically scientifically i wish i had time to show you through before science ever proved anything god's word proved it true prophetically when we look at the prophecies of jesus and things that happened throughout throughout the the world and let me just say this it's miraculous and that it is life-changing so it's not just an informative thing it's something that can change your life now now i wish i could go all in depth on this thing 
but I'm going to give you some challenges in the next few minutes. But before I do, because a lot of you guys are going to come out of this thing and go, Aaron, I don't know what to do because I don't know anything about God's word. We have a solution for you at Radiant Church. It starts this next week when groups launch. They launch next Sunday. And then on September the 15th, at all of our locations, we are now hosting the thing called Foundations that I'm so excited about. Check this out. From the early church meeting in caves and catacombs to the cathedrals of the Middle Ages to the house churches in Asia today, training the followers of Jesus Christ in the foundations of the faith has always been a mission of the church. And recent times have shown the need to go back to the basics and be reminded what we believe and why we do what we do. So here at Radiant, we are going to the next level. Pastor Aaron and I have worked hard at developing a program called Foundations that we are asking you to be a part of. It's a one-year commitment that will run on Wednesday nights during our normal small group semesters. He will be stretched, challenged, and most importantly, changed to be all that God has called you to be. If you are ready to go to the next level, Foundations is for you. I'm telling you, I couldn't be more excited about what God is getting you through this program. So here's what it is. At 7 o'clock tonight, um, they are going live. All the groups doing. We have tables at every location for foundations. They're going to fill up quick. So make sure you sign up. Set an alarm. I don't care if you're watching college football. You need to make sure. Is that happening today? I guess it is. All right. Um, go team, right? All right. So it doesn't matter what you be a part of this and I'll, it'll change your life if the groups fill up i've asked them to create a waiting list at every location so we can get you in i think it'll be something that'll change your life so i'm really really pumped about it because here's why look at me at every location you got to build your side your your life on something bigger than just how you feel than just your experiences and just the bigger than your friends build it on god's Word. Get a foundation in your marriage, with your kids, in your life, in your emotions. And when the world throws storms at you, guess what? You will stand. Your house will stand because the foundation is solid. Can I hear a good amen today, church? All right, let me give you a quick challenge of how I do this in my life at all times. And it's changed my whole life, and I think it'll change your life. This could be the defining moment for somebody in the last few minutes that I have with you. Here's the things, five things. Number one, he said, you got to learn to read the Bible regularly. Okay, it's not a Sunday like let this Bible teacher teach you. I'm all about that. But let me tell you, you can get into God's Word, and you can read it every single day. You need to make it part of your life. The Bible says it like this in Matthew chapter 4. Man shall not live on bread alone. That needs to be your dieting scripture right there. <laughs> Come on, that's funny right there. You're like, underline it, circle it, put it on the pantry, and it'll keep you healthy, right? <laughs> that's really funny. But it says like this. He gives a comparison. But on every word that comes out of the mouth of God, so I, um, I've been doing intermittent fasting this last week, and one of the rules of intermittent fasting is you got to tell everybody. So I've just uh, <laughs> put it in the notes for this reason, on this reason alone. But I'll tell you, it's like really, really tough when I get to that like right before noon. If you have a meeting with me right before noon, you might as well not even meet with me. Because all I'm doing is thinking about that, that meal that's happening in just a few minutes. I'm looking at people, and they're looking like food to me. I'm like, it's just all crazy. Why? Because I'm starving. I'm craving it. You've all been at that place. Some of y'all are sitting in that location right now. You're like, Aaron, in this message, I need to go eat right now. I get it. We all have those moments, and here's what I wish. 
I wished we craved God's word as much as we craved physical food. But here's the fact. The fact is, if some of you guys looked physically the way that you actually are spiritually, we would rush you to the hospital because you're malnourished. Because you've not fed yourself with anything that'll sustain you. That's why the Bible calls it its daily word. It's something God wants to speak to you about daily. So here's what I challenge people, and, and it's not in your notes, but if you're taking notes, write it down. Make an appointment with God and keep it every day. Every day. Make an appointment with God. Get into his word and read it, read it regularly. Number two, you gotta read the Bible systematically. Okay, this isn't one of those things. Like, I grew up one of those, those worlds where you like, open the Bible, and you're like, all right, what is God going to say to me today? And it's like, this one I just pointed at. And this, is, this could be very dangerous. All right. <laughs> Dark am I, yet lovely daughters of Jerusalem. All right, this is Song of Psalms. This is not a good idea. <laughs> like, that was not on purpose <laughs> at all. <laughs> but it's a fun book all right so <laughs> some of you guys you tried to read God's word and then you tried to and that's what happened so you're like all right God speak to me and then and you're frustrated no I don't I don't I'm not saying God can't speak that way but I'm saying that's not how the Bible is written the Bible is not 66 books with 66 different stories it's actually one book with one central story so my son, Kai, will always come up to me. He comes with me all the time. He's like, hey, Dad, can you read me a story? And he'll bring, bring a book over, and he'll flip the book over, and he's like, I want you to read me this. And it's always like some random dinosaur book, but it's halfway through the book. And I'm like, son, I said, we got to start at the beginning. No, 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 but this is my favorite, my favorite page. This is the picture I want. I want you to read this right here. I go, but son, you got to start at the beginning. You won't know the story if you start it from, from random place. It's the same with God's word. You got to start it. That's why every year I've made it a point since I was 16 years old to try to get through God's word in a year. Why? Because I'm going to read it systematically knowing that there's a, there's a, a path for me to understand the story of God. Second Timothy says it this way, study to show thyself approved to God. A workman who need not be ashamed. Some of you, you feel ashamed in, in your ability to even share with other people because you don't know anything. So how do you get to know stuff? You get in God's word and you're rightly dividing the word of truth. So here's my challenge for you, okay? Because we are in September right now with this message is being preached, there's no way I can start a, a Bible in a year program for you guys because it'll throw everybody off. So we're going to start that in January. Our whole church is going to go through it together. But what we're going to start tomorrow is something that I'm going to challenge everybody to do is we are going to take 31 days in the Word. This is your practical assignment that you are taking home today. And you're going to go 31 days. And we are going to do the book of Proverbs for the next 31 days because there is a moment in time, in history, where the people of God need some wisdom, and the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. It'll help in this situation. So what we're going to do, it's one of the very few books that you can just pull out and go, okay, I'm going to read it to get something out of it today. And I'm telling you, there's 31 chapters, 31 chapters that have incredible wisdom. Start it with us tomorrow morning. So you go on our website, they'll have a little thing that you can sign up. You'll be part of the, um, you can get in a group, it's through the Bible app. And we want to do this thing together. If you already have a Bible reading program, do this with us anyway. Let's get some wisdom. And what is it going to do? It's going to train you on being in God's word 
every single day. Can I hear a good amen today, church? All right, number three, you're going to read the Bible inquisitively. Inquisitively. Now, I know you know how to spell this, but for your neighbor, let me leave it up there on the screen for just a second for you guys. <laughs> inquisitively. In other words, I'm going to read it with the idea that there's something for me to get out of it. I'm, 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 I'm leaning in. I'm not reading it while I'm watching Netflix, while I'm talking, while I'm t handling my kids. Like, I'm not doing it all that I'm, I'm focused because it's the most important. These are God's words that are now speaking to me. I'm going to read it inquisitively. I love this verse. It says like this in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture. Say all. all. Now, there's some of it that you might not understand. You go, well, I don't, I don't get that part. Well, all of it is God-breathed. God has his hand on all of it, and here's what it is, and is useful. That's a word right there. So that means every time I read God's word, there's something useful that can come out of it. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, that's you and me, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I have good news for you today. There's good work that God has for your life. He's not done with you today. He's got a plan for your life. And while we're waiting for that plan to happen, how about you go into preparation mode going, I'm going to study. I'm going to get all that God has out of it so that I can be built up so that I can pour out on everybody else. Can I hear a good amen? So, so write it down. Listen, what really counts is not how much of God's word you go through. So if it takes you two or three years to go through the Bible, that's okay. What's more important is how much of God's word goes through you. We got to let it read us, change us. We put together a group, a list of questions that I, maybe you want to take a picture of. I'm going to throw them up on the screen. And they're questions that when you read God's word, you want to be able to ask. They're questions like this. Is there a command to obey? Is there a promise to believe? A good, y'all are all taking pictures. Hold on. I'm just trying to help somebody. Somebody at St. Pete's, you're getting it right now. This is going to be in your. This is going to be a bookmarker in your Bible the rest of your life, and it's just going to have some random picture of me. Like, don't take that one. Delete that one. Get another one. All right, we're too late. All right, we got the idea. They're good questions for you to ask. They're, they're, why don't we do it? We'll put it on social media this next week. Is there anything I need? I learned about God. Is there anything I need to learn about man? Is there anything that I can thank God for? What is these? These are questions that you ask. Why? Because I'm going to inquisitively, I'm going to look at it and figure out what is God speaking to me about. Number four, we're almost done. We're going to read the Bible prayerfully. Read the Bible prayerfully. What does that mean? We are going to go into it. And if you're like me, you love to check things off a list. So I'm this way. I'm weird. If I do something that's not on the list, how many know I write it on the list and then check it off? It's just the way I work. It's the way I work. And the problem with that is that then we make our Bible reading plan something we just check off a list. So the way that I slow down for this, I'm just trying to be as practical as I can on this holiday weekend for you guys. The best way I slow this thing down is for me to go, I'm not going to jump right in the scriptures, I'm going to pray first. Yeah. Remember our radiant prayer motto? It's in your notes. It's right on your, it's on your wrist. You, if you ever forget it, it's right there. What is it? Our radiant prayer motto is that we pray first. Yeah. So we pray first. So don't just do that when you're driving or going into a job um, opportunity. No, do it before you read God's word. Pray first. And what happens when you pray first, John 14 tells us, it says, but when the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, here's what he's going to do. He's going to teach you all things 
And what will happen? And it will remind you of everything I've told you. This is good news for you. That means you don't have to just come to Aaron Burke. I, and I'm here to encourage you every Sunday. But throughout the week, you have the Spirit of God that can speak to you, that can change you, that can challenge you, that can give you fresh revelation. You can sit there and have your life encouraged and built up just like a Sunday, but on Tuesday in your bedroom, if you'll make it a point to get in God's word right away, it makes a difference in your life. Number five, and the most important one, we'll close with this, is to apply the Bible daily. Apply the Bible daily. If I'm gonna read it regularly, then I'm gonna find a way to apply it daily. Because remember what our scripture says, our scripture does not say everyone who reads the Bible is like a man who built his house on the rock. What does it say? Look one more time. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. When the rain came, when the, the, the trust issue happened in the relationship, when the job was lost, when the stock market crashed, when your issue happened in your life, and it beat against you, guess what? It did not fall. And I want to declare over somebody today, no matter what the enemy throws at you, you're not going to fall because your life is built on applying God's word. James 1.22 says it this way. Do not merely listen to the word. That's what most Christians do, by the way. They, they're good listeners. Hey, I got it. I went to church. I even took some notes. It's awesome. What are you going to do about it? That's why we love to have moments at the end of our service. Where, don't rush off. I, I, know, I know you got to get to Denny's. I, I understand. They're fine. You'll be there. Nobody goes to Denny's. You got the idea. If you work at Denny's, we love you, though. All right. Don't, don't just merely listen to deceive yourself. You know what this is? This is like the person that buys the gym membership, gets the gym clothes. You know, they even put the, like, the pre-picture online. They're like, I'm just ready to go. They, they even show up to the gym. You know them. I, I'm not going to call out the gyms, but you know who they are. And they walk around, and they high-five everybody. Woo! Getting your sweat on. You're like, you haven't sweat one time in this entire experience. And what do they do? They leave in a few minutes. And look what that verse says one more time. And they so deceive themselves. Whoa, but I was at the gym for an hour. You didn't lift anything. You didn't walk at all. You didn't run. Get on the treadmill. Move a little bit. And that's the same thing that happens in the church world. You listen, you hear it, but you don't do anything about it. You, here's what he does. You deceive yourself. And here's the problem. You actually think you're getting better. But you're not getting better. Because everything is, is in, because you're not applying it to what actually God tells you to do in your life. So that's why, write it on your notes, because it's daily application that leads to spiritual transformation. So if you want your life to change, it's not just think happy thoughts. It's not just even surround yourself with good people. It's apply what God says to your life. So let me give you in the last two minutes I have with you what I do almost, and hear me out because I'm always going to be honest with you, almost every day of my life. Okay, I've been doing this for 20 years now. Last year, I counted up the amount I did just for this message, trying to count out how many did I do in 2020. And I did 250 of these. So there's 365 days in a year. I did 250. So I missed hundred and something. All right. So what does that mean? That means that I try every single day to do this method of reading God's word to apply it to my life. And I call it the soap method. 
It's right there in your notes, and I want you to write it down. So we call it soap because you need to apply soap every day because you get dirty, all right? So in the same way with your life, I want you to apply this to your life in a real way. Here's the first part is that I'm going to be going through my Bible reading plan, and I'm going to find a scripture that stands out to me. One or two scriptures that stand out, okay? And I'm going to write those scriptures out. I'm going to write them out. So I'm going to do it in my journal. I used to do it in a paper journal. Now I do it on Evernote, and I do it every single day. So then I'm going to write out an observation. What is an observation? An observation is what's happening in the passage. Here's the, the key word in this. Ready? It's the word context. And look at the context. What is actually happening in the context? So we don't want to take it out of context because we do that with scriptures all the time. It's like the, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He can help me win this basketball game. Like, that's not what the scripture means. You read the scripture, it's actually Paul saying, like, hey, I've lived with a lot and I've lived with nothing. In all things, I can have contentment. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So it's actually a contentment verse. It's, but you have to read the Bible in context. So I'm going to write out an observation. Then I'm going to write out an application. I'm going to figure out how this thing applies to my life every single day. And I'm going to write it out very personal. Like, okay, how am I applying this to my family, my job, my life today? And then my last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to write out a prayer. And by the way, this whole process takes me somewhere between quick days, five minutes, fat, longer days, 15 minutes. And I could write this thing out. So I, I wrote out, I think I counted, I think did five this week. But I pulled mine from this morning, 5 a.m. this morning. And uh, my time with God, I'm reading through the, the Bible. And I got to the book of Luke. And this was my devotions this morning. So I, you don't have to read it all because it's awkward. It's like personal a little bit. But it's a passage of Jesus in the garden getting uh, praying before he, uh, before he gets betrayed. And he goes to his disciples, and what are they doing while he's praying? They're sleeping. So he wrote in there, and the, the verse that popped out to me, the Holy Spirit just popped it out to me, was the, where Jesus says, get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. And my challenge, the challenge the Holy Spirit gave me is, Aaron, if you want to overcome all temptation, then you need to live a life of prayer. So I wrote that out. Now you can take it off the screen, because I don't want y'all to get all weird like, What's Aaron going through in his life, okay? It's nothing, I wouldn't have put it up there if it was weird, okay? But what is it going to do? It's going to challenge me to make sure every day, I was challenged this morning, 5 a.m., Aaron, am I spending time, like am I, am I letting the worries of this life bog me down too much or am I praying? You need to challenge this from God's word every single day to apply to your life. Use the SOAP method starting tomorrow morning. And when you find something in the Bible that you don't agree with, Here's good news for you. Ready? We do not change the Bible to match our lifestyle. So I understand that you go, well, the Bible says this, and I'm going to live this way. Well, that's not a firm foundation. Remember, it's not that you read the Bible. It's that you do what it says. And then we don't match it to match our lifestyle. We change our lifestyle to match the Bible. And what happens when we do this every single day through soap? When you do this every single day, you're able to build a foundation on God's word. So I look back over this last year, and I try to find some soaps that have challenged me in my life, and some things that have been monumental verses for my life. And you need this for your life. And so I found some of them, and I, I decided to do some little fun with you guys today to close this message out, to show you, even though in the spiritual realm, what it looks like is what we're about to see. In the physical realm, it looks like me just journaling these little verses. 
applying them to my life. But let me tell you what happens in the physical realm. The physical realm is, let me show you this verse. Oh, this is a good verse. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. This is a, one of my soaps this last year. Oh, this is a good one. Now, you know, I, I know this verse. Here's what it means, all right? It means to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, that's hard because in the last year, there's been a lot of circumstances I didn't want to give thanks for. But when I read that, I go, I don't have the ability to change my lifestyle. I, to match, to, I don't have the ability to change God's word to match my lifestyle. I'm going to change my lifestyle. And no matter what's going on, I'm going to stand on God's word to say, you know what? I am going to give thanks no matter what is going on in my life. Come on, give them better praise than that today. Amen, church? It's a foundation. Do you see how you apply it every single day? So when storms come, it's okay. I'm built on something stronger. Oh, let me get another one. Oh, right there. Proverbs 22. Oh, parents, you better have this one written down somewhere. Like a lot. Because my kids, they get a little cray-cray at times. And I, I get really frustrated at times. But then I remember if I train up a child in the way that he should go. Then when he is old, the Bible says he will not depart from it. It doesn't say when he's a teenager. It doesn't say when he's in college. It says when he's older. So I can't control what happens in the middle time. I just know my part is I'm getting my kids in church. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to do devotions with them. I'm going to train them up. And I'm going to stand on God's word. Come on. Y'all okay for a couple more? We got a couple more. Oh, here we go. Oh, Romans 8.28. You got to do this one. Romans 8.28. Y'all know what this says? It says, and all things work together for the good. Oh, all things. How many things? All. So a good things, the bad things, everything. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. I can, I can hold on to the fact that even though the person might have passed away, even though the job didn't go the way I wanted it to go, it's okay because my life is built on the fact that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Come on, that's good news right there. Ooh, oh man, I don't know about this one. Sometimes I just I want to throw this one out sometimes. I guess I'll stand on it. It says Ephesians 4.29. Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Oh, oh come on, Aaron. Y'all was with you with the other one. All things. Come on, preach, Pastor. No, but even this one, when I want to bash and hurt and yell and cuss, no, 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 no. My life is built on even the fact that I'm going to let no unwholesome talk come out of my mouth. And watch what happens when I build all of this. Come on, I got, we got a couple more. Let's go. Y'all good? Okay, okay, okay. This is fun. Romans 8 1. Some of y'all just got saved. You need to look at this one. This one says, therefore, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Like other people might condemn you for your past. People might look down on you for what you did. I have good news for you today. Jesus is not looking down on you for what he did. He has no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Build your life on something bigger than what this world has to offer. All right, one more. All right, one more, one more, one more. Woo. You see, now I'm, it started. This can be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Do you see how every day you're getting something to build your life on? Now, I know you all know Nahum 1-7. I'm going to say it because your neighbor might not know it. The Lord is good. A refuge in times of trouble. 
He cares for those who trust in him. But Aaron, life is bad. I know, but God is good. Well, Aaron, this, my finances are bad. I know, but I'm standing on the fact that my God is good. But Aaron, I'm in trouble. That's what God's word says in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. Oh, come on, can we give him better praise? Can we give him better worship today? Amen, church. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stay standing at all of our locations right now. Stay standing. This is our challenge for you today. Build your life on something that's bigger than you. Something that's bigger than your feelings, bigger than your past, bigger than your, your experiences. Build it on God's word right now. Come on, let's take a second and let's ask the Holy Spirit, what is he telling you today? What is he telling you today? Maybe there's a thing that in God's word that you've been fighting. You go, no, I, I don't, I, I'll change, but I won't change that. Come on, let's, let's, let's take a moment. Let's apply this to our lives right now. Some of you guys, maybe you're, you're going, Aaron, I've been bought in, but I don't know about this, this Bible thing. This is your moment to just commit to, yeah, today's the day. 31 days, the next 31 days, I'm going all in with the scriptures. I'm gonna apply it to my life. 31 soaps over the next 31 days for a life forever changed. One more group that's here today across all of our campuses. And while people are making commitments, the Holy Spirit is speaking and challenging so many people today. If you're in here today and you don't have a relationship with God, I want you to know you're in the right place. You're there at St. Pete, you're there at Brandon, you're there at the Heights. I want you to know you're at the right place today because I'm telling you, God's got a plan for your life. There at North Tampa, you haven't gone too much, sinned too much for God to not be able to redeem your life. He's able and he's willing. So now the ball's in your court. He went to the cross for you and for me. Now it's our decision. Will we give our lives to him? If that's you today and you've not made that decision, but today's your day to surrender your life to Christ, I'm gonna ask you to respond. On the count of three, I'm gonna have you throw that hand up. I'm gonna have you wave it at me and put it right back down. This is your day to say, yeah, today I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm going all in with God. I know, I know what, what the world has to offer, and I'm going all in with Jesus today. This is your moment, and I believe God's going to change you right there in that seat. Ready? One. Come on, you're going to throw that hand up in just a second. Two, this is your commitment to go all in with Jesus. Ready? Three. Come on, throw those hands up right now all over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Come on, keep it up. Throw that hand up all over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands all over this building, all over our locations. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray a prayer, we're gonna pray it together. Let's mean it from our heart today. Say, dear Jesus, oh, let's all say it. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I give you my past, my present, and my future. Thank you for dying for me. I make a decision today to live for you for the rest of my life. You will be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, let's celebrate lives that just got changed. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.